0: We're glad to see each and every one of you here, and from the noise in the auditorium, it sounds like you're glad to see others, maybe whom you have not seen in a while. And church is a great place to uh, reconnect. Now, I'm Keith Doherty, and I am the Connect Pastor. And, all right, I got a couple fans out there, but that's okay. Um, they'll, they'll learn um, someday. But anyway, uh, we are, I'm just absolutely thrilled That God has given me the privilege to be here before you. Because really, I don't deserve to be here. But God seems to think differently. And I'm going to give praise and glory to him. Amen? Amen. All right. So, uh, before I came as a Connect pastor, let me just uh, do a plug here before I uh, get into this. Next Sunday, guess what we're doing? My wife and I, Kathy, are teaching the Connect class. If you haven't been to the Connect class, whether you've been here five weeks or one week or five years you need to come to the connect class and i'm looking at some of you who have gone to that connect class and would you say it was informative karen yes yes, absolutely (laughs) talking about putting all right so of course she came to the connect class and we learned at the connect class what sunrise is about What we believe, why we believe it, how we implement it, and our structure for doing that. If you've been coming to Sunrise and you don't know that, you're missing out because that is the initial, that's the foundation of our ministry that you catch our vision. And if you can catch our vision, Sunrise will be unstoppable. And that's what we want. We want to have a place where you can, uh, where you can. Hear the Word of God and grow. Now, before I came on as a pastor, I worked in the I worked in commercial construction, uh, basically as a HVAC journeyman. And my work would take me all over the state. And I've worked for some pretty cool companies, and I've worked in wonderful situations. Probably the greatest, uh, you know what? The thing that I loved doing the most one time, one of my jobs was design to design ventilation systems for a Navy support vessel. I felt like I was contributing to my country, even though I was never in the Navy. But I, I just loved that. And I loved my job. I really did. And it was hard for me to be torn away from that job that I loved so much to come here and serve as a staff pastor, a Connect pastor. But you know what? It's the best decision I've made in my life. It's next to marrying my wife and coming to Christ, okay? All right. Have to include those in there. But uh, honestly, I worked in some wonderful situations, but I also worked with people who were alcohol and drug addicted. And they had money problems, they had marital problems, infidelity was common, perversion self-sabotaging behaviors and just accept it as part of life. One of my coworkers went through three marriages and three divorces in a 12-year period until he decided he was better off single. Yeah, (laughs) guy's got problems. And you probably know people, or maybe you are one of those people, who may be experiencing one or more of these things. And if you're here today and you are experiencing any one of those things, I want to tell you first. God loves you. And we do too. And he wants to invite You and he wants to invite, wants you to invite him into your difficult situation. At the end of this message, I want to show you how you can invite him into that difficult situation. And secondly, you need to know that Jesus is speaking to you during your tough times. Sunrise does not exist as a cozy, place of believers so we can just sing our sacred songs, hear our sweet sermons, and then insulate ourselves from sinners. As you drive into our parking lot, you see the following sign, and it says, A Safe Place to Hear a Life-Changing Message. You see, we exist because we believe God has called us to lead others into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And today we're going to be talking about that growing relationship. And we believe in a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who loves broken people. And his heart goes out to us because we're so broken. And some of us don't even know it. We're going to be talking about pruning. And in the course of this message, I want to share what Jesus says about cutting away parts of your life. Now, before I go into the text of our message, I want to set the stage here. Jesus has just finished the upper room discourse. He has served communion to the very one who would betray him and told him that as he's serving him communion. Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus. Peter says to him, I'll never leave you. And Jesus says, before this night's over, you're going to deny me three times. And in John 14, the disciples are hearing these words by Jesus. And they ask him this question, what's going to be the sign of the end of the age? And if they hadn't asked that question, we would have never heard the words, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. And we get on doubting Thomas's case for asking questions, and, but he asked a very pertinent question. He said, how can we know the way? And without that question, we never would have had the answer from Jesus himself who said, I am the way the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but by me. And as we go through this passage, this is all happening in a matter of hours. And John 15 is part of that trajectory that Jesus is on, and perhaps they're walking from Jerusalem across the Kidron Valley to Gethsemane, and there as they're walking, Jesus begins speaking to his men that he has chosen, a third of which are fishermen, and he talks to them about agriculture. And he says in John chapter 15 verse 1, he says, I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't bear fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce more. You've already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you for a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. And it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings glory to my Father. Jesus is speaking like a Connect pastor. He is. If Jesus were the actual Connect pastor of Sunrise Church, here's what he'd say. I, Jesus, am the true vine, and my Father is in charge. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Stay connected to me, and I will connect with you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is disconnected from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you stay connected to me. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it's disconnected from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you stay connected to me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who stay connected to me and allow me to connect with them will produce much fruit. For disconnected from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not stay connected to me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned, but if you stay connected to me and my words connect with you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. Jesus must have been a connect pastor. I'm in good company. In the first part of this verse, Jesus says, I, Jesus, am the true vine, and my Father is in charge. In God's vineyard, the vine does not tell God the Father how to plant, water, weed, prune, and harvest. It's ridiculous to believe that. Good vines simply trust the caretaker with their growth. Uh, did you know in my research to this message, I was learned that a grapevine, one single plant, will grow as much as 13 feet in an eight-month growing season. And that the farmer, the caretaker, the vintner, will cut off as much as nine feet to get the grapes he needs. If he did not, the grapes would be the size of peas. How many of you like pea-sized grapes? They're not good. The ones that are good are the ones that are so big you've got to cut them with a knife just to fit them in your mouth. Those are the good grapes. Those are the ones that you crush and they give you a half cup of juice. I don't know. That's a lot. That'd be a, That's like a grapefruit, isn't it? Anyway. But, you know, the vine does not tell the gardener when to cut and how to cut. No. No. He just endures it. We like to be in control, and I'm no different than anyone else when it comes to control. I like control. I like it. Anybody here not like to be in control? Of course not. No. You like to be in control. There's different ways of people controlling others. There's the aggressive, aggressive person. They're not pleasant to be around. Then there's passive aggressive controllers. You know, they think you don't think they're in control, but they are by being passive aggressive. Then babies, they've got their own way of controlling us. Some of you have pets that are in control of your lives. Um, uh, uh, You know, so I mean, come on. We don't like it when we are not in control. We like to be in control. And to release control to God when he is pruning is probably one of the most difficult things that believers grasp. They don't like that. But here's the truth. God does everything for his benefit, not necessarily ours. He does it for his benefit. The Bible says that he cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. Now, the concept of pruning is pretty self-evident. You cut away the dead parts. If you have rose bushes, you cut away the dead stalks. You, you cut the rose off after it has bloomed. And it produces more fruit. Someone came to me before the service today and said... Pastor Keith, guess what? I started pruning my rose bushes. I've never pruned them before. And I have roses up the hootus. I don't know what a hootus is, but he has them. Okay? You know, you prune away the dead stuff and it produces even more. Same with berries, grapes, vegetables, shade trees, same thing. You get rid of the parts that don't produce so the plant will focus its sugar energy into its purpose, whether it's for shade or fruit or uh, beauty. And so we understand that pruning makes for a healthier plant because it removes the dead parts and no one likes the dead parts. We understand that concept of pruning. And so Jesus refers to the removal of dead parts in our lives as pruning and sometimes we become dead and we don't know it. When you become dead weight in your company that you're working for, you're going to get pruned. When you become dead weight in your marriage, you might get pruned. I've known many women and, and children who have foolishly thrown away many valuable relationships because they became dead weight and often they did not even know it they didn't know they were dead weight many people continue making choices that contribute to their own pruning separating themselves from the life-giving relationships they had that's worth saying again in fact let's put it on the screen many people continue making poor choices that contribute to their own pruning separating them from life-giving relationships when you are pruned as the result of bad or self-sabotaging behavior it's a little easier to accept hindsight being 2020 such a revealing tool is easier to accept it and when you look back you can say yeah that wasn't good for me And if you're mature, you say, I deserve this pruning because I brought it on myself. But whether or not you choose to accept it will not change your circumstance. Because if you do not change or correct that behavior by connection with Christ and others, you will most certainly repeat it. Now, let's look at the rest of the verse here. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, or he, no, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. It's twofold. He cuts off the dead, and he even cuts off the good. And it's not an option. You know, you expect to be pruned when you realize what you're doing is worthless. But what if you're growing and producing and you're doing all of the right things and you get pruned? The last part of this verse, let's look at that. It says, he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. I used to believe that this part of the verse for pruning meant harvest. You know, he picks the fruit. I used to teach that. Oh, I was wrong. That pruning, he's cutting branches off, cutting not dead, he's cutting good parts off. If you know me at all, you know that I love tomatoes. Yeah. This is a picture of my tomato plants. I planted 12 of them, started like 36 of them from seeds, and 11 of them took. And I've got all kinds. I've got some honey sweets. I've got some yellow sweets. I've got some golden sweets. I've got some sweet cherry. I've got some, you get the uh, sweets? Yeah, that's sweet. I love tomatoes. I've even got some chocolate cherry tomatoes. Mm-mm. And I love my tomato plants. I do. I, I mean, they're my babies. That's my wife. She says, honey, where are you going? I'm going to, oh, yeah. I'm going to "What water. my <laughs> I do, I love my tomato plants. In fact, I employed somebody to take care of them while I was gone for two weeks. And I, I said, now you water them every day, make sure, and he did. you know. So, um, but as I researched this message about fruit and pruning, it became apparent to me that while my tomatoes, you see all that green, they're growing very well, that they need to be pruned. And I want you to know, I don't like that. I don't. Uh, Man, I put all that time. Why would I want to cut away those tomatoes? And I wonder if God, when he prunes us when we're producing, has that same kind of pain. And he grieves as he's cutting away, knowing that it's going to hurt us. But he knows the end from the beginning. And he knows that it is going to be good for us. And I remember when I was little, well, actually, I was, I got lots of whippings. I mean, I got lots of whippings. And I remember my mom and dad saying, you know, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. (laughs) And so one time I said, well, mom, I'll switch places with you. Well, that time it did hurt me more than it hurt her. <laughs> I, I, I volunteered. I mean, she, she didn't have to go through that pain, but I got it. But anyway, um, pruning helps by increasing production of fruit. But how does pruning help when someone has committed their life to serving Christ? They've given their all. And then the new mom becomes a widow. Or the faithful husband who discovers his wife has been having an affair for years. Or the man who comes home one day without a job. Or the person who comes home and has experienced the wrong end of a financial reversal. Or the family that hears the bad news of a medical diagnosis with a time frame attached to it. Whatever that is, or whatever your situation is, that's a pruning. And God's Word says that it is for the purpose of producing more fruit. And when it comes to bearing fruit, God expects you to release control. And you have no right to tell God how to do his business any more than a plant has the right to give us instruction on how to care for it. It doesn't work that way. You have to yield control to God. And God, I want you to see, does not focus on the fruit he doesn't trim the fruit. He trims the branches. God does not worry about the fruit. He knows if the branch stays connected to the vine, the branch will produce fruit. And so he prunes the branches. He doesn't prune the fruit. And it's not, it'll, as long as a branch is connected to the vine, it will effortlessly produce fruit. And so all you have to do is stay connected. Last year, last summer of of 2020, I had the opportunity to go on a dinosaur footprint expedition. And and, uh, there we are in the limestone. And there we are with our specialized tools, hammer and paintbrush. And uh, we're chipping away the top six inches of limestone to reveal the character imprint of the tridactyl dinosaur footprint that's there so we are pruning the earth away to reveal the character that was impressed into the moist limestone made by a tridactyl sauropod called an uh, Uh, Acrocanthosaurus, about three times larger than a T-Rex. And uh, that thing you see there, the footprint is over two feet long. And this was a juvenile footprint. And so we pruned the limestone away to reveal that character imprint that was impressed into that soil. This past July, Kathy and I uh, went uh, 165 feet deep into the earth into a place called Talking Rocks Cavern. And before environmental laws uh, protected such things, several men pruned away the earth from an opening in the ground and made it large enough to walk into. And what they discovered inside the earth is that. Beautiful rock formations. And in both places, the pruning away of the earth brought forth the character imprint and the beauty that was underneath. And that's what God does. And if you are a committed follower of Jesus Christ and you are being pruned, you need to understand one thing. God wants to reveal his character and his beauty in your life. And he is, he is doing that for his benefit. It brings glory to God. You know, it seems strange that the way to connect to Jesus is through a cutting away. But this is yet another paradox of God. And this is the time when what you believe about God and his goodness is tested. Do you give God thanks for the pruning? Well, of course not. It's painful. Nobody thanks God. Oh, I cut myself. Oh, thank you. you. You don't do that. But maybe we should. You know, maybe this pruning is causing a setback. Are you sinning in your setback? You know, a lot of times when we get pruned, we get mad at God. And we gravitate toward that familiar sin that we thought we had victory over. Because that's where we got our peace and safety and health and what we thought was good for us. And it isn't. You see, when we do that, that's the exact opposite of connecting. And in today's sermon, the word for abide or for remain is the word connect. And you need to accept that pruning and keep doing what God tells you to do through the Holy Spirit. Stay connected to God through a connection with Jesus. Look at this last verse. I don't have time to go through all of these verses, so I'm just going to jump to number eight real quick. If you stay connected to me and my words connect with you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. To you who are experiencing the pruning in your life, whether it's dead weight, whether it's the result of your own sin, or whether it is the result of living for Christ and God is pruning you to bring forth more fruit, realize that it is for the glory of God. If you come to the end of your rope, you hit rock bottom, the only place you can look is up, that is a reason to call out to Jesus Christ and connect to him accept the cutting away and if you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior you are dead weight and God is pruning you to remove everything between you and him so that the only thing you see is Jesus Christ he wants so much to have you as his own At the beginning of this message, I said I would show you how you can invite Jesus into your brokenness. How do you do that? One, you have to admit that you're broken. You have to admit that. You must believe that Jesus Christ died on a cross to forgive you of your sins and receive that forgiveness. And then you must confess that the risen Christ can give you his life and live it through you. I'm going to pray right now, and I want you to pray with me. Lord Jesus, I understand that I am broken. And I believe that you died for me and you took away my sin on that cross. And I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he rose again and gave me his life. I want Jesus Christ to live in me. And if you prayed that prayer with me, I want to invite you up after the service and join with our prayer team and let them know I prayed and I received the life of Jesus Christ. I wanted to connect with Christ and I received that connection today. Please let our prayer team know. And when, you're, when you invite Jesus into your brokenness, your life is transformed from the inside out. Jesus prunes your old life and replaces it with his. The scripture says this, if any person is connected to Christ, I know that's the connect pastor version, old things are cut away and the new is now connected. You will never find true connection with Jesus Christ without his life living within you. May God add his blessing to your life through the pruning of the things that are painful and even the things that you think are good. Amen.